Did you know that if you point your car keys to your head, it increases the remote's signal range? We've got all sorts of weird and interesting facts and more coming up. We got lots of info. Let's rock and roll. It's Did You Know with Rhino. Hello and welcome to this episode of Did You Know with Rhino. In case you didn't know, I'm Rhino. This is my show and I know exactly what you're thinking. I can't believe I just pointed my keys to my own head. In today's episode, we're going to have lots of fun and a half, and you might even learn something. Because here at Did You Know with Ryan O, this is a podcast all about pop culture references. We've got random facts and information. We even sit down and talk about archaeology, demonology, herbology, montology, and other things that have a G in them, or even an H, or maybe an I. JK. Anyways, here in Did You Know with Ryan O, we're not going to do this episode alone. So this week, I have a special guest who hails from us all the way from the west side of Florida, the lovely and artistic Cassie Thonin. Hello, Cassie, and welcome to the podcast. Hello, Ryan. How's it going? Things over here are uh, a little bit awkward. I'm currently staring outside my window and my neighbor has on his sprinkler, which is interesting because it's extremely windy and all of my lawn is getting watered and none of his is. Well, that's kind of him. He's doing you a solid. You know, I'd rather him waste his money than me waste mine because it's probably going yeah. to rain today. Mm-hmm, exactly. How are, how are you holding up during this... Uh, pandemic as they're calling it nothing's really changed for me over here i already work from home but i now have you know brandon working home too and he's kind of taken over my office area so i'm trying to make do you know compromise and all but <laughs> and, and and since i can see his face um you haven't murdered him yet not yet, at least not from the chest up. Okay, so he might be missing a foot that I'm that I can't see. It could be one toe at a time. Of course, because you got to threaten the other toes by showing them <laughs> their their cousin. Like here you go, here it exactly. is. <laughs> uh, I love it. So working from home, what does that normally entail? I mean, it's. Nothing much. The biggest thing, obviously, is making sure you actually work and not getting sucked into Netflix or stay in bed all day and not do anything. Um, but it's pretty much, at least with my specific job, I kind of, I have deadlines that I have to make, but I can do the work whenever. So it's pretty, it's pretty easy going. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know what it's like to have deadlines anymore. Yeah. It's like being in art school again. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> so you have to figure out exactly which um, which painting or which photo uh, goes in which frame at the exact time you have to turn it in. Basically, but that's not what I do. Well, no. <laughs> but basically, yeah. It's So I do interior design now, and it's, um, there's different stages to the process, and each stage is due at a certain time on a certain day. And I used Photoshop. That's where 
that's how I got the job is all the years doing Photoshop and make the space or the vision boards or whatever for them and have those ready to go at certain times. So I might not start working until one or two, but I'll be working, you know, into the night as long as things are done by the time they got to get done. And I'm responding to client messages and emails. So when it comes to, um, so, so comparing this to like one of those HGTV shows, whenever they're talking about like the design and they flip to this um, fancy picture of what things could look like, you're that person. Yes. Love it. So what is some of the um, most challenging aspects that you run into on a day-to-day basis? I mean, the most time consuming is um, the final stage of the whole process. When you actually make a rendering of the client's space, I have to go to Photoshop and literally build the walls. Or if you can see their kitchen, I have to build their kitchen, build fireplaces or whatever out of Photoshop. So drawing it or using the tools on there to do it, it's just really time consuming. But um, sometimes if they don't, if they have absolutely no idea what they want, is really challenging if, you know, I present to them three very different things and they hate all of them, but they don't give you any other kind of direction. That's really difficult. Or there's the people that know exact, like that have extremely specific things that they want, but they're just not possible. So a lot of it you're saying is that uh, like dealing with people trying to make decisions. Oh yeah. That's something you're very familiar with. I'm sure. Well, yes, that, that, is, that is very true. Um, I, I live with someone who has seven different things that she would like at one time, but none of them are possible. And so she has to make a decision as to what she would rather have. So like, let's talk about food, for example. Um, let, let, let's say my, my beautiful, wonderful wife, um, I ask her what she would like to eat for dinner. And and she would say, I'm not quite sure. But her, her actual answer inside her head is that um she would like um uh like the the cheese from Culver's um with the, with the Arby's fries, um with some sort of like onion rings from um, I don't know, downtown Orlando with some <laughs> steak from the panhandle of Florida with some beer from um, New Mexico or something. And, and so that would be the um, like, like what she would want in her head, but none of that's possible. So I don't know um, really means um, I'm not quite sure what I could do with what I have right now. Yeah, I'm exactly the same way, though. And usually I can talk Brandon and I'd be like, you know what, let's like go to McDonald's and get fries and Taco Bell for something because it's all like right there next to each other. So I can sometimes convince him to go and get all of that. And then, you know, we walk into our house with four different fast food bags and our neighbors think we're insane. Well, they're just jealous because they wish they had the variety and the opportunities. Mm hmm. Whereas but no, I'm kind of on her side here, man. I know what it's like. Yep. I've, I've learned to understand. And that's one of the hardest parts, I'm, I'm assuming, um, with, with, being, with designing and creating 
um, all these things and trying to anticipate the the needs uh, and, and wants of these clients, even though they don't know what they need or want. Yeah. It's something you can't escape. No matter what job you have, you're always going to deal with that. I'm hearing a dog. Yeah. Frank's in the room with us because if he is without, if he's not within an arm's reach of us, he screams. Okay. He's kind of reached that age. He can't walk. He's got one eye but can't see out of it. He can't really hear, but... But but at least the, the presence is soothing. Yeah. I think presents are also soothing, too. Like, like presents. Like, like, you know, birthday, Christmas. <laughs> Those presents are soothing, too. It's my terrible joke of the episode. I, I at least have one or two. You gotta sprinkle those in there. It wouldn't be Ryan without it. That's that's right. Someone's got to. Um, so then, when you're not um, trying to uh, recreate um, a world inside your computer, what are you guys doing like after that? Well. We haven't gotten our house all put together. We moved in in January. I'm trying to put it together as much as possible, but it's like catch 22. We've got stuff to unpack, but we haven't painted the entire house yet. I don't want to unpack and then have to move all of it again to paint. So we were going to paint the house and then unpack it, but we don't want to be a part of crowding stores to get paint and, you know, obviously trying to save some cash. So it's kind of in an awkward limbo. So I'm going crazy, unpacking what I can, organizing what I can, and staring at a mess in between. And you probably have stuff that you want to put on a wall, but you can't put of on the course. wall. Of course. Yeah, we when we moved into uh, this house, we decided um, to paint the walls immediately before any of our furniture came through. Yeah, that was the original plan, and I can't remember why we did it. Oh, I couldn't decide on a color. That was the issue. Yeah, that, that's a hard one because um, when you're dealing with, like, any color, there's at least 60 shades of a color as opposed yeah. to 50 shades of gray. There's actually more like 60 shades of gray. <laughs> you should have seen our guest room. I don't know if you saw it on my um, Instagram or anything like that, but it's like I wanted a warm gray that wasn't too warm but it wasn't too dark. I like had a very specific one in my head. And anytime I would get a swatch or a sample, I'd be like, Oh, this is exactly what I want. And I paint it. And it's completely different. Cause you put it in this. You, you remember we talked about this Oh yeah. You put it on the wall, put it in the lighting and it's going to be different. And I couldn't find the one I wanted. So where did you see the one that you want originally? It was just a color in my head. Okay. I did exactly see it but you know you're scrolling through pinterest you're on the sherwin williams website and doing all those like color matching things they have on their app and you're like oh this was this is it this is the one and you get it and it looks different or you go like you try to match it and it looks different because of the space that it's in and the one i finally settled on it was my biggest thing was running into colors that were way too dark, and I didn't want a super dark color throughout the entire house. Sure. And because you want darkness as an accent or a an absorbing of light things around it. Exactly, but we've got a lot of 
like wood features and a lot of black accents in the house. So I wanted something super, super light. So it wasn't way too heavy. And I finally found one and I was going to say, don't tell Brandon, but he just walked into the room. So he's going to find out. I still go back and forth on if I even like it. <laughs> we painted our whole guest room, this color. And every once in a while, it's got a tint of purple to it. And I'm like, Ooh, but I have swatches painted throughout the house on the wall and it looks good throughout the house. So I'm just going to kind of leave it. Mm -hmm. And because we've got a lot of green stuff, green is like the accent color in our house. And it looks good with purpley kind of shades. Of course. So, I, I think purple what? and green are very complimentary. Oh, they are. Especially with, with grays or golds. Mm -hmm. So we've got it picked out, but I still kind of go back and forth, but I'm not going back down that rabbit hole because there were a lot of tears and a lot of runs for paint samples. Like we've got a, a huge box of, paint samples sitting in another room from this extravaganza. Well, you could use some of the paint samples and add different color, colorant to them in the future. And then you could um, like, like paint some of these wood, wood things if you wanted to in the future. For sure. Yeah. I'm definitely saving them because they're pretty colors. They're really pretty shades of gray, but just not what I was looking for for the house. So we're going to, I'll find something to use them for. I do lots of crafts, obviously, so I'm gonna. I'll find something. You could like create a bench outside and use all these different like grays and create like a gray spotted bench. There we go. <laughs> or a gray striped bench with like different different shades of gray going along it. There you go. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Uh, this particular room that I'm in is called the Poseidon room because the color of the wall is Poseidon, which fits my Aquaman theme to oh, yeah. most things in life. Your husband's shaking his head at me. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, so that's kind of what, what we, we decided was to find that and then kind of just go with the flow um, as it were to seem. Yeah, you kind of just have to make a decision and run with it. Well, speaking of running with it, uh, now is a lovely and beautiful time for us to run into our next segment. Um, around here, it's called Ryan O and the Mailbox of Doom. What normally happens is we open up the mailbox and we try to not get uh, run over by a boulder along the way. Yeah, it's a great statement, great bolder <laughs> statement, if I do say so myself. And so what happens is I uh, just checked out the the inbox right here, and I got spam, because I always get spam. Uh, this is spam from Enterprise. They're um, apparently protecting their employees and customers, and they're saying that safety is a top priority. And I'm, I'm looking at these pictures in here, and it's them with this chemical, which has clearly been painted over because they don't want you to know what the name of it is. And they're spraying the inside of their vehicles in order to help um, enhance their cleaning measures. So that's the spam I'm getting from my mailbox. Um, what sort of spam have you been getting from yours lately? Oh, 
Getting a lot of travel ones. Um, Where do they want to send you? They want to send me to Taiwan. Okay. I've gotten like four of those in the past two weeks of trips to Taiwan. And I've never even like Google searched. It's not even kind of on my radar of places that are on my, my where I want to go. Um, let's see. Lots of Alex and Ani because I think they're missing my credit card right now. Oh, sure. And, ooh, coffee. So they're, they're trying to sell you the essentials. Yeah. Ooh, what is this? Cinnamon bun flavored coffee. I don't like coffee, but that sounds awesome. How about just cinnamon buns? Okay, let's just get a whole bunch of cinnamon buns. <laughs> right on. Um, let's see. I got mail saying that I don't have a lot of money in my bank account. Fact. That's that's everyone's situation right now. And, uh, yeah, exactly. And then Etsy telling me that things that I have saved in the past are on sale now, which is tempting. Of course they're on sale right now. Pretty much everything is. Everything's on sale right now. It's either on and, sale or unavailable. And my credit card wanting money. Sure. Which is not necessarily spam. That's just... No, that's just mail. That sounds like a Wednesday. <laughs> Well, on the Book of Faces, um, I have asked many, 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 many questions. Um, but right now, we're going to deal with uh, the question of the day, which is, what is your favorite sport? So, Cassie, what is your favorite sport? Uh, is this to play or to watch? Um, let's go with either. Let's see. Playing. I always had most fun playing softball growing up. That was always a lot of fun. Um, to watch, oh, that's difficult. Baseball or college football, it all really depends. So, so baseball, you're a Cubs fan. Yes, sir. College football, uh, sensing because you came from, uh, the Northern Illinois area, I'm going to say you're a Husky fan. Yes, sir. So then many arguments in the past. Yeah, you you and I have um, been butting um, heads over uh, college rivalries over the past, you know, half a decade at least. I'm pretty sure I've lost every single time too, but it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> Neither one of us is on the team, so that's okay. <laughs> we can pretend though. That's true. I, I can wear my colors and be like, ooh, ah, I'm awesome. <laughs> so on the, um, on the Facebook... Um, I got a bunch of really, really weird um, answers. Um, let's see. The first one, we've got uh, baseball and football. So that's pretty much um, what, what you had said. Um, uh -huh. Someone said Pokemon Go is their favorite sport. You got to move, don't you? You got to go get from A to B. You got to catch them all. We got um, college basketball. That's always fun, too. I, I just see it. It's just a lot of like running back and forth. It's... And the scores are really, really high, so it's hard for me to like be invested into it. Mm -hmm. um, let's see, we got tennis and skiing. When was the last time you went skiing? I've never been skiing. You've never been skiing? I've never been skiing. I've always had a little fear of it because when you're in the ski, the ski things, what are they called? Skis? The lifts? No, what you put your foot in. The, the, the binders or bindings. I've always been scared because I'm like, I can't, how do you like walk in them? 
And I know you're not really supposed to walk in them, but I, I don't know. That's always freaked me out. It becomes a lot easier once you attach um, the bindings to the, the ski. Um, yeah. Because then your foot's a lot wider, so the weight gets evenly distributed across. Uh-huh. I'm very interested in trying it, but I'm not graceful at all, so I will definitely break something. I just have to make sure at the time I have really good health insurance. Yeah, oh, and you also want to actually you know, be in the area where there is snow to do it because oh, no. snow skiing in western Florida is a little bit difficult. <laughs> You're not catching me water skiing. Absolutely not. My my uncles used to do um com- competitive water skiing. Really? That's a thing? Oh, yeah. Um, in like uh, Missouri, Illinois, Michigan, all those areas. Um, one of my uncles was more into driving the boats um, that would lead the skiers. But uh-huh. both of my uncles were into um, doing barefoot skiing. So it's just your foot in the water and you're just being dragged behind the boat? Yep. All right. Yeah, because you're, you're getting dragged behind the boat, um, holding on to uh, the, the rope. And then, you, you know, you could do it in a single ski. You could have two skis. You could have a wakeboard. There's lots of options, but they decide to go barefoot. Oh, okay. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. So they lift up their feet and they use the arch kind of to, to glide them across. Huh. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. Um, it was really, really popular in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so were a lot of things. Um, let's see. Also on this list, we get a Jamaican bobsled. Yeah, I don't know if bobsledding's one of my things, but it's a thing. Um, marathon wine drinking. Yes. <laughs> now, okay. whether, whether that's drinking... Uh, a whole lot, bunch of them running a marathon or just constantly drinking enough over and over again, like 27 ounces worth. Oh, I'll do the latter. Right on. That sounds like <laughs> more fun. I don't want to run after I've had a whole bunch of stuff. Um, let's see what else we got. Um, hockey, soccer, and golf. I love, why do I always forget about hockey? I love hockey. It's, it's the sport of the, uh, the Midwest. It is. And for some reason, I always forget about it. I think it's because I've never actually, I've never been physically to a hockey game. So when people ask me what my favorite is, I picture, okay, what have I gone to that I've enjoyed? Um, so, but you guys are really close to um, to the, the Tampa area. So you could go to one in the near future once they, you know, have sporting events again. Yeah, once that starts again. If that's a thing. Oh, so we also got a gymnastics on this list here. And then the the Olympics. Every, everyone loves the Olympics. Love the Olympics. Are you a summer or winter Olympics person? Um, I think I'm a winter person. I, I love me some curling and skiing and snowboarding and <coughs> ice skating is kind of fun too. Oh, ice skating is always insane. But don't they do skating like in in both the summer and the winter? Do they? Let's find out. That's the beautiful thing about uh, having a computer directly in front of me. Let's see. <laughs> uh, ski, ice, dancing, Olympics. 
Do, 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 do. So the ice dancing happens Winter Olympics. And speed skating. Yep, I'm thinking it's a, yeah, according to this, it's a Winter Olympic Games. So do they do it? So I guess they do gymnastics in the summer and ice dancing slash skiing and skating and whatnot in the winter. That would just make sense. Yeah. Right on. Um, I, I Last time I went um, ice skating was in the middle of uh, Michigan, and it was colder um, outside the rink than it was inside the rink. <laughs> really? That doesn't surprise me. It gets pretty cold. Yeah, it, it was uh, two degrees outside and um, about 28 inside. Okay, 28. That's pretty. That's very warm. Oh yes, for a Michigan winter. Yes, it was. It was. Uh, it was lovely. I um, I enjoyed being able to be outside and have some skin actually showing. Yeah, that's, uh, that's most bikini weather for up there. Yes. Uh, well, speaking <laughs> of bikini weather, um, there's marching band as the next one. I, uh, I, I'm hearing I'm hearing that tone. You you have opinions uh, about the marching band. I have mixed opinions about it. The marching band I did is is you have to have some sort of athleticism, but I would not call us athletes. Well, did did you um do, compete and do all these fancy competitions and whatnot? We did a little bit of competing, but not a whole lot. Um. But I mean, like, you know, the shows, you got to have a little bit of, you know, under or like some kind of strength, some kind of athleticism to you. But like drum corps type stuff, that's definitely I would definitely consider that. So I, in a lot of the marching bands that um, I was a part of uh, in, in Michigan, there was a large bit of competing and it was um, intense pretty much at the, the drum corps level um, just in the high school so it was like the in between the like just under drum corps, especially for the winter aspect, uh -huh. like like the, the winter drum lines just running back and forth and up these little uh, ramps and stuff and trying not to kill each other. Oh, yeah. See, the most difficult thing I can remember us doing in marching band in high school was two things. Well, it was my freshman year and we were actually doing the Incredibles as our halftime show. Okay. And it was during a section where it was, you were all in like a square. There was like six lines or so of people and you were just going back and forth and back and forth in this straight line. And I, it was more counting and fast leg moving than anything. Sure. But I remember there was one person, one flute player who did not count during rehearsal one time and was standing next to a Sousa. And it was the classic domino effect instantly. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's definitely not fun. So one of like the larger mass is going to be um, set in motion, and whether yeah. it's bouncing the piccolo person back or into other people, that's where things get a little bit hectic. Yeah, and then there was um, my, I think it was my junior year or something. We had I had a solo in it, and I had to get from the back of the field to the front of the field in like less than 16 counts 
which means you're you're basically um, leaping like a gazelle. Exactly. I had to learn how to fly pretty much. <laughs> we we did a lot of that um, my my freshman year. We had to go from the the middle of the field um, to the end zone in, yeah. in about like twenty four counts. So we just had to just pretty much run across as as far as our or long as our legs could take us. And uh, you're pretty much almost doing the split with every single motion as you're going across. Uh, one time, the guy behind me uh, did not stop, and I got a, uh, a trombone um, bashed into my shoulder blade. Oh, my, okay. <laughs> yep. And you played tenor, right? Oh, yeah. That was choice. Yeah, I've also ran into a couple people, so the middle of their back was screwed, and I've cut uh-huh. up my lips and teeth several times. But yeah, a trombone in your shoulder blade—that's that's not a fun time. That's not fun at all. It, it beats having a, a bass drum or a uh, or a euphonium into your shoulder too. <laughs> I don't remember any specific instrument related injuries from other people that I had I'm sure I've gotten I'm sure there was a couple of them but nothing really drastic yeah it's the craziest thing I've seen is a uh is a saber um accidentally getting launched into a snare drum Stop it. Like inside of it? Yeah, it went in the air and then it landed and it punctured through the actual head of the snare drum. Get out. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's stuff like that that you wish that we had cameras back in the day, like on us at all times. So you could be like, here it goes. Weep. Yeah, exactly. That would have been awesome. I have such boring marching band stories. I mean... And then just basically I was in marching band considered that mean section leader. I was the one that was yelling all the time. Well, sure, because you were surrounded by a whole bunch of idiotic teenagers. I get it. Exactly. And did not have the patience for it even when they were the same age as me. But my group of friends was some trumpets and the almost the entire low brass section. So as if we were doing parade practice and – because I was saxophone too. So we were kind of like in that middle, right in front of the drum line. If some people started to not turn correctly, I got barked at for it. And so I would bark back at them. The chain of command. <laughs> exactly. You go from, you know, your brass players all the way down. And the woodwind section leaders weren't doing anything about it. Or the other woodwind section leaders weren't doing anything about it. So I was like, okay. And I went to our director and I was that kid that said the whole woodwind section needs to stay after rehearsal because they keep screwing it up. Oh, sure. Because it's, it's all about um, having confidence at a younger age and being able to tell these kids, Hey, you're screwing up, but here's a positive way on how to fix it. But none of these young kids know how to deal with that because they're so insecure about themselves at the same time. Yeah. It was more, we don't want to have to, worry about it anymore we want to go home we just don't feel like doing this and it's like okay well I'm not gonna look like I don't know what I'm doing because I'm not gonna follow you guys sure. so what's the game plan here we, we had a, an easy principle to to follow 
um, when it came to marching, it was okay. If you don't want to do the work, that's fine. Just don't come back tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. We, it's very simple. You're Just either here or you're not. Here. Yeah. That's what I told my section all the time. I was like, if you're going to give me 50%, then just don't come at all because I don't want to look dumb. If the, if the saxophones do something, if they're constantly messing up about something stupid, then you guys realize I'm the one who gets, who gets talked to about it. And I don't want that because I know what I'm doing. Oh, sure. Yeah. And in, in trying to get the rest of the mob to follow through just doesn't, doesn't work at all all the time no teenagers don't exactly go by example all the time and and some adults uh don't either uh according to this list on facebook um someone said that channel surfing was their favorite sport channel surfing channel surfing like i'm surprised they're surfing channels and not netflix series but yeah, like 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 binge surfing, like going back and yeah. forth of what I want to watch tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Bulking up your lists. Uh, so we got volleyball and croquet. We have a croquet set in our garage that we got for our wedding. We just haven't busted it open yet. It does it have like cobwebs on it now? Yeah, it's in a nice carrying case. So Ooh. <laughs> fancy. Uh, let's see. We also got um curling. Swimming, skateboarding. Okay. Badminton. Eating. Mm. Husband that said that. Eating as a sport. No, that was actually my grandmother that said that. Right on. Uh -huh. We also got um Overwatch. So I guess video game playing. That's a thing. Um, I mean, there is a competitive video game. Yes. That that's an option. Uh, we also got um, women's beach volleyball, soccer, and MMA. Okay. Yeah. That's a variety. At least you have a wide range of friends that are on Facebook, Ryan. Y yeah, it's it's a gift and a curse <laughs> because I'm I'm all I'm I'm friendly. But nonchalant. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I kind of attract uh, a large amount of people. Um, so, but I, I tend to focus more on quality than quantity. So there's there's like a huge gap of the ones on the outside that get left behind. Whereas my my large group in the center are people that I um, engage with on a normal basis. Um, for example, there's a very specific individual who, who I have Twitter for, and I'm think I'm thinking that I'm pretty much one of the only reasons he has Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds roughly familiar. Um, it, I'm only saying this because he's hearing this conversation at the same time. Um, we will be, Brian, I kid you not, we will be in the car driving somewhere and he will get a notification about a tweet and he, I've never seen him want to do something at that exact, <laughs> can you like it? Can you like it? I can't reach it. I'm driving. I'm driving. You need to like this. You need to like this. Well, it, it all kind of stems from a, uh, a threat that was made about seven years ago. 
yeah, maybe even eight or nine years ago, where I said, one of these days, I'm going to tweet, you have 20 minutes or, or like 30 minutes to get to this restaurant or else you buy dinner. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that to happen. I'm constantly checking sometimes too. Well, now <laughs> it's a, a lot more what? difficult than it used to be. Yeah. Because I'd, I'd pretty it, much have to plan being over in that side of the state. You know he could get to your side of the state in like a half an hour if you did something like that. That's true. I'd be like, yo, you've got an hour. I'll see you. <laughs> Flying at like 90 miles an hour. <laughs> I dig it. Uh, so we're going to talk about more awesomeness and all sorts of craziness in just a moment right after a word from our sponsor. This episode has been brought to you by Everyday Cosplay Finds. Ever wanted to show off your favorite character or group of characters, but don't see things online that match your style? Then check out Everyday Cosplay Finds, bringing cosplay into your everyday. Go to etsy.com slash shop slash everyday cosplay finds for more information. While you're listening to this ad, I'd like you to look down. Now look back up. Are you wearing an awesome shirt that says Team Ryan O? Or a shirt with a duck with a cup spilled over that says Party Foul? Are you also wearing a really cool button that says Did You Know with Ryan O? Or a hat that says Team Ryan O? Or I Know Ryan O? Well, if you're not doing any of those things, you should be. And you can do so by going to zazzle.com slash store slash did you know with Ryan O. That's right, folks. I have my own merchandise shop and you can buy all sorts of amazing awesomeness pertaining to this podcast and show your love by once again going to zazzle.com slash store slash did you know with Ryan O. Wear it, share it, love it. And now back to our show. Did you know with Ryan O. Uh, so now that we've gone through the mailbox of doom, I think it's time for us to go through the word of the day. Now, how this works is I'll tell you, Cassie, the, uh, the word of the day, and I'd like you to tell us uh, what you think it means and where you think it comes from. Like where it originates from, like if it's Latin or Greek or... Exactly. Okay. All right. So the word of the day is deflagrate. G E or D E F L A G R A T E. Deflagrate. Um. Let's see. Deflagrate. All I can all I can think of right now is grating cheese. Okay, I like where you're going. I'm going to guess. Let's see, definitely great. I'm going to guess that it is Greek. Okay. And Brandon's trying to get me to cheat right now. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying it's Greek and it's about grating cheese. I don't know. The only thing that pops up in that word for me is the word great. And I don't know if it's because I'm hungry or what, but I just like am picturing grated cheese and I don't, 
Nice. Right on. Well, the, the actual Hi. Hi. Um, word means to burn rapidly with intense heat or to cause something to burn. Definitely. Okay. Which comes from the Latin verb um, flagrare, meaning to burn. And then the D in the front meaning burn down or away. Okay. So that's well, our word okay. of the week. So, so now try to use it in a sentence. <clears throat> like, like I would be like, I'd like to de defragrate, you know, this, this house or something. Cause I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> let's yeah. Let's go with that. Let's. Deflagrate some furniture at the bonfire. Love it. Very cool. That is our word of the day, which jumps us over into our science fact of the week. Um, so how much do you know about lightning? Um, very, very little bit, which is really sad considering my roommate throughout all of college. She was a meteorology major, so I should know more. But you're not responsible for learning the things that they know. No, but she is one of those people that is like so passionate and loves it so much. And you know how storms are in the Midwest that anytime there'd be any kind of thunderstorm or tornado warning or whatever, we would be running outside with her radars and stuff like that. Nice. And she would talk about it. I know she talked about it, but the retention of information in my head did not exist. Well, did she ever um, attach a lightning rod to a toaster? Did not, no. So our science question of the week is um, a, a single bolt of lightning um, could power a toaster long enough to, um, to burn how many slices of bread? How many slices? Give me a hint. Is it in the hundred thousands or higher? It is. Okay. I'm going to stick with 329,000. Uh, it is actually just 100,000 slices of bread because a single bolt of lightning um, contains more than 5 billion joules of energy and the average um, thousand watt two slice toaster could be powered for 84,000 minutes with just one strike. So let's say ah. it takes toast like just over a minute for each slice to come out okay. Boom. Yeah. There you go. 100,000 slices if you ever need to make enough toast. If that's the case, then I would rather use the sun and like a really hot like piece of metal and like cook it over actually fire i'm gonna use fire instead deflagrate yes let's toast. deflagrate this toast <laughs> i think it'd be a little bit more fun than uh, having to deal with the the uncertainty of the lightning yeah have you ever tried to take a picture of lightning and you're sitting there going come on come on come on come on yep <laughs> and and what i've learned from doing that is to um, do a video, and then once it actually happens, um, like screenshot that aspect of it. Brandon taught me that. 
I, I think my wife taught me that one. Yeah. Well, you have a really smart wife, so I wouldn't be surprised. Well, she chose me, so I don't know what that says. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, speaking about choosing things, um, our, our next um, science fact is um, about foods that make you fart. Cheese. So there are six, the top six foods that make you fart. Um, what are you saying? Um, just what do you think they are? The top six foods that make you fart. Is dairy too broad? Um, no, it is not because we'll, we'll, milk is one of them. Okay. So dairy, let's do some red meat. Let's do personally for me, it's like some specific veggies. Which ones? Like, Broccoli. Okay. Which, unfortunately, for Brandon's like my favorite vegetable. Sure. Um, mushrooms. Okay. You got two more. Beans. Okay. Last one. And last one. Um, coffee. Coffee. Okay. So I'm telling you right now, you're. You've got two of them dead on, and one of them is really close. So the, the top six foods that make you fart are milk, beans, cauliflower, which is similar to broccoli, uh, and then we've got um, cabbage, corn, and bell peppers. Corn? Really? Yep. Huh. Yeah, um, and it's probably why, because you can't digest them properly. So it's the act of trying to do so, which is causing them to um, irritate th that the bowel area. Interesting. Yep. I, I also have a fun and random one about food and drinks that make you poo, but we'll talk about that in a different episode. Coffee. <laughs> uh, it is in there. Caffeine, number one. Uh, so yeah, that's our, um, random fact of the week. The moral of the story, if there is one, is that if you're going out on a date, you don't want to have a vegetable medley with corn, bell peppers, cauliflower, and cabbage. <laughs> and then put cheese on top and then have refried beans as your side. That would be the ultimate no-no dish I on a date. I think there's several reasons for that to be a no-no dish, but let's... Fart is definitely a big one. And taste would be another one. <laughs> that would be ridiculous and a half. So, so that is our science fact of the week. Um, so my next question is, how has um, adjusting to Florida life been, you know, growing up in uh, the, the northern part of Illinois. Oh, it's too hot here. I'm still getting used to it. I've been down here for going on four years. I did my, well, I did my internship in 2014. That was six months. Went back up north and then officially moved down in 2016. Yeah, a lot of, I've got a lot of miles on my poor Jetta going back and forth, but. Um, uh, and the Jetta's still rocking and rolling? And it's lit up like a Christmas tree, but it's pushing through it. Sure. Doing Every single indicator on the dashboard is probably screaming at you right now. 
Yeah, supposedly my uh, passenger airbag doesn't work, or at least the sensor for it does. And so I've got a sunroof in my car. Okay. And when my car first came out, there was a recall about the tubing inside the sunroof for when it rains. And we found out, you know, after moving down here and having my car parked out in the driveway mm-hmm. and every once in a while in Florida, it rains. Yes. My back seat, the floor of my back seat, I noticed my car just starting to smell like mold. It smelled disgusting. And Brandon went in the back seat and like looked at everything in there. It was just covered in mold. And he found out, which if you want to know what it's like to live with Brandon, say, my car smells weird. And then an hour later, when you don't know where he is, you go out into the garage and the entire side of your car is taken apart. I had no doors or windows or anything like the entire side of my car was just ripped apart. And he was like, Oh, I found the problem. And yeah, it's, um, I know that all too well from (laughs) being around this guy for the the, the past decade. I was slapped some air fresheners in my car. He takes it apart. We have, we have a very different way of dealing with problems, but there are some times where I'm like, Oh, this is a thing. And then like 45 seconds later, I've got seven links on how to fix that. Yeah. So exactly. I, it's why I, I, I love that if I'm ever in an accident, the first thing I'm going to do is tweet that I'm in an accident. <laughs> <laughs> because he's going to respond faster than 911. <laughs> Well, the second thing, of course, well, the, the the first actual thing is I'm probably going to be with my wife, so that's going to be a problem. But if I'm not, I have to tell her first. Then I'm putting it on Twitter. Then I'm calling 911. <laughs> Even if you called 911 first, yep. They'd be like, and then did Brandon last, he'll still probably show up first. Sure, he'll be there before the ambulance arrives on scene. Yeah. With a makeshift medical bag. That he threw together in like three seconds. Ryan, don't even joke because he has like three different kinds of medic bags that he's been wanting. Uh Uh-huh. And he was like, you know, for my birthday, if you want to get me something (laughs) I really want, this is the specific bag. And now, you know, Target ads, I'm getting all over my Facebook are all these different kinds of medical bags. If we say that word six more times... I bet it'll show up on all three of our devices. Medical bag, medical bag, medical bag. You're going to have a new spam mail tomorrow. Siri, add medical bag to Amazon shop list. For those of you out there who have Siri, you're welcome. (laughs) Don't think it's not already like in his head what he wants because apparently having band-aids and neosporin and gauze is not enough to have, you know, in a common two person household we need, he's like watching videos on how to do stitches and all this other, he wants gunshot wound grade medical equipment. I'm like, what do you think is going to happen? It's Florida. A lot of things could happen. 
you never know. I want to be prepared. Yep. I'm going to keep this one in my car. This one's going to be in the kitchen. This one's going to be in the bathroom. Like, we're not opening a hospital. But you could. Hyperfin. Hyperfin Medical. medical. Yep. <laughs> Hyperfin Medical Center, sponsored by oh, an entire right-hand side, is going to have the um, um, the O'Neill wing of awesomeness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, they're just stocked with nothing but vitamin water <laughs> hey it, it's sometimes better than pepsi no, most things are <laughs> but back to your original question sure about um I, adjusting your life adjusting. i definitely enjoy our winters you know quote unquote winters for like the two weeks that we have the wet, the colder weather down here, but I definitely miss the fall, the four seasons and you know, the cold and everything like that lasting just a little bit longer or that fall weather just lasting more than like a couple days here and there because down here it happens so drastically that I get, you know, anyone with allergies, it knocks you on your butt. And you don't really get to enjoy it too much. One week it's in the 60s. The next week it's in the 40s. Yeah. When it was the last cold front we had here, it was going up and down by 30 degrees every day. I remember and, it being uh, 70 during the day. And then the next morning it was 42. Yeah. That's nuts. Exactly. Yeah. And I just, I don't like that, but. But do you like it better than um, seeing snow for six months out of the year? Yes and no. I don't think the heat is in the summer is worth not having snow in the winter. The, the, the 90 degrees? Yeah, I don't. Anything really above like 75, I don't want to be outside for more than two seconds. Like walking from my car in the parking lot to inside the store, I just, it's, awful yeah i uh have learned over the summers um to get all of my chores done before 11 mm -hmm. and then i can go out again around five yeah but i mean like and it's also hard like christmas and the holidays it's kind of hard at least for me for a couple of reasons it's hard to get in the spirit when it doesn't look like christmas sure because growing up christmas was a large patch of white with some evergreens. Exactly. And I don't notice a lot of people putting Christmas lights and stuff, at least not in this area or any area I've lived down here. People don't really do the whole Christmas lights and everything. It just kind of doesn't look right. But again, could be biased to growing up in Illinois, where when it's Christmas, it looks like Christmas. So then in 20 years, um, like let's say you're in a new place, um, then you'll probably miss uh, f like, I don't know, e Easter's in, in Florida or different things that you got used to or adjusted to from being down here. Maybe, yeah. But we'll see. Should be fun, though. Yeah. I mean, the goal for us, at least, is to eventually, we don't like being so far away from our families. And my parents are now, they moved from Illinois to Michigan. 
So they're up in your neck of the woods now and they plan on staying there. So the goal would be eventually to get closer to my parents, which is also where my sister who's in Nebraska is going to go to because we're all like very, very, very close. So being states apart is difficult. So, and then zoom doesn't help as much as you'd like it to. Right. And then like my mom came down and visited and it just didn't feel right because Rachel wasn't here when my mom was with Rachel. It just, you got that FOMO, that fear of missing out because they're together and I'm down here. So then besides some of the warmth, what are some of the other things that you love about being down here? That I love about being down here? Um, I mean, obviously, being close to Disney is a huge plus. <laughs> but not really taking it, obviously not taking advantage of that now. I'm not a huge beach person, so I kind of take it or leave it. I'll go, but I don't want to spend like a whole day at the beach. I'd rather be at a pool, but... So then water slides are, are more fun than laying by the pool? I am not fun. I don't like, I'm not really a huge water park person. I just like to be in a pool and just kind of hang out. I don't know if it's because I'm not like the greatest swimmer in the world. Um, That it just kind of like being in, like doing the water slides and stuff like that kind of makes me nervous because I spend the entire time super anxious about the landing. <laughs> sure. So it's, it's the, the anxiety. So you'd rather be in an inner tube just hanging out. Yeah, in an inner tube or just like standing in the water. Like you know how communities will have, or like neighborhoods or apartment houses will have that pool area where you could have like a drink and just hang out with people mm-hmm. in the water. Yeah, just that. Because I like to just hang out with people. I don't like to do the whole go, 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 go constantly. Every once in a while it's nice. Because, you know, you got to, like, keep yourself busy. But I like to just enjoy the company of the people I'm with and just chat, hang out, or games, or what have you. So then if you could um, have an inner tube made into pretty much anything, like, like you know, like a hot dog or, a, uh, I don't know, I've seen a flamingo one. But if you could have an inflatable something, what would you want? I have always wanted an inflatable rubber ducky tube. Like one that's like four feet long? Yeah, like a gigantic rubber duck that I can just plop in. Um, What would you name the rubber duck? Well, I've got several ducks, and I need to get a little bit more creative with my pun names. I've got a giant one who's named Weber, like a web foot. Mm -hmm. I use bobblehead his name was duckless okay um and then you know got like mr duckies i gotta think of a nice punny name for him um bill bill mm-hmm. um well you could you could call one fagra mm-hmm. that's it or um or or pecker <laughs> drake yeah, next time I get a stuffed duck, Ryan, I'm coming to you for names. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I'd like to name it Turducken. <laughs> yep, turkey with the duck and the chickens. That'd be like the most ridiculous. I myself am um, working on getting a inflatable pizza. Yeah. Those are I, available like all over the place. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I see them at Target constantly. I, I'm waiting to actually be able to to go to our pool, which won't happen until mm-hmm. this is all over, and then I'm going to buy me an inflatable piece of pizza. Oh, yeah. Because that'd be the most awesome and ridiculous thing ever. Are you going to eat pizza while floating on your pizza? It's called Pizzaception, and yes, yes, I will. <laughs> You've thought this out? I have. It's, it's random, and I love it. Perfect. Well, speaking of, of randomness, we normally um, end the episodes nowadays by going into the random trivia generator. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. You try to give me an answer as quickly as you can. It's kind of the lightning round. Um, okay. Okay. And if you don't have a, a good answer or like the answer, just make up something. All right. All right, so in 1960 in Rome, who won the light heavyweight boxing medal? Hercules. Cassius Clay. Uh, What is a group of lions called? A pride. That is correct. Uh, Who wrote the book uh, Computer Power and Human Reason? Steve Jobs. Uh, Joseph Weizenbaum. Who played the role of Larry Sanders on The Larry Sanders Show? Larry Sanders? Gary Shandling. How many United States have names which are only four letters long? Ohio? Mm-hmm. Iowa? Yep. Um, huh? Utah? That's right. That's the three. There's only three of them. Okay. Thank God. Nice work. And then, um, let's see. Finally... Um, which private investigator tried to find out who framed Roger Rabbit? Inspector Gadget. Eddie Valiant. I've never seen Roger Rabbit. I would have loved to see Inspector Gadget go there with like all these tunes and be like, go, 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 Gadget this. And then all of a sudden they start flying around. That would have saved them so much time. And, and that's what we got here with the Random Trivia Generator via randomtriviagenerator.com. So that leads us into our, uh, our last segment here, which is the question of the week. Cassie, we've talked about a lot of things, including um, sports. We've talked about marching bands. we talked about um, um, foods that make you fart. Lightning, we talked about Illinois and Florida, medical bags. We've had a lovely conversation. So what do you think our question of the week to our listeners should be? Hmm. Is this for them to answer? Yes. Okay. Let's see here. Based on things we talked about. Based on the things we talked about, I want to know what kind of foods make them fart compared to the list. Nice. What food makes you fart and that's what we've got on our question of the week now if people want to answer the question of the week they can easily do so by going to a multitudes of our websites but before we jump into that what would you like to plug on this episode they can just reach me at cassie thonin on the insta awesome well thank you very much for joining us on this episode Thanks, Ryan. This was fun. Oh, I had a blast. 
Uh, for, for those of you out there, if you want to join in on this conversation at Answer the Question or talk about other random stuff, you can do so by going to Twitter at Did You Know Ryan O. You can check us out on Facebook, Did You Know with Ryan O. Or email us, Did You Know Ryan O at gmail.com. Thank you once again for, for joining us. And for those of you out there, we hope that you find your awesome, hold on to it, and share it with the world. I've been Ryan O, and we'll see you next time. Did 